Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Welcome to the Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast. You are now listening to the Hot Take Hot Box. Ladies and gentlemen, Shoulder Strikes MMA Podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. My name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. We have a UFC Vegas 84 to discuss everything that went down. Ankalaev yelled, Timber! And Johnny Walker hit the ground. Fall. It always. It's always a spectacular way he goes out and gets knocked out. Again, my name is Matt McSweeney. I am joined by Ty Capone. Ty, did you enjoy the fights this weekend? There was, uh, you know, it was good to be back UFC-wise. We did pretty well. We will get into all UFC uh, Vegas 84, but we will also start off with some uh, UFC fight news. But how are you feeling today? Pretty good. Pretty good. It's a cold, chilly day down in the in the Berg. It's going to be – last night crept into the, the low 50s, high 40s. Wow. And I, listen, hey, before you uh, before you get out of, out of control over there, I'm not trying to you know get any sympathy, but um, with all these goddamn – High rises going up. The the wind tunnels are uh, oh, they no. fucking hurt, man. Yeah. They whip when it's like four or five a.m. You know, you're walking walking across the street, and you're just like, Ooh, you know, they're they're intense, and it's going to get to the um, low forties tonight as well. But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, this is our cold front. We get 50s, 60s, 40s for like a week or two, and then it's back to seventies. So um, I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoy. I can't wait to ball out, start shooting some hoops again. I've been doing that a lot, a lot more regularly. Oh shit. Trying to get my jumper back, because Lord knows that thing's broke. But um, yeah, dude, I'm glad we got fights. I think me and you did really well. I think we're um, we're off to a good start, dude. Last year, I, I don't know if you remember, but I think our first like six cards we were just in the fucking red, dark yeah. red, and uh, it was impossible to get out of that uh, hole that we d- we dug for each other. At least me and you went down with each other, similar to Adolf and Anna. Um, Jesus. So yeah, let's um let's keep it rolling, dude. I I think um I think this week's card is is okay. I mean, it's a card, it's a pay per view. I'm always going to be amped for that. I honestly, I think I think we're getting a, a a new champion this weekend. So, um, yeah, I can't wait. Well, we There's definitely a, are. Oh uh, well, you think so? <laughs> no. Uh, well, the the women's fight isn't there a title fight? A women's title yes. fight? Yes, yes. So I guess we're getting a new champion there. <laughs> Juliana Pena is talking shit to everybody. Yeah. Uh, M- Macy Barber is like, "What the fuck? What you say? Fuck me for?" So, um, yeah. I mean, you know, there's some storylines. It's you know, we got fights. We we have fight news seemingly every hour. Um, some not major, some major. But Dana White's also. I don't want to. You know, continue this monologue. Um, but I see that they've canceled the Saudi card, trying yeah. to push it back. I, I don't love that. I don't love that. It, it, it screams of uh, Saudi interference, saying, "Hey, we want a stacked card." Yeah. His actually, we, we don't want said, this Yaya. is bullshit. Yeah, he was like, yeah. "Dude, well, I'm not paying you for this fucking nonsense. Make sure Chamayev's fighting." Probably yeah. shit, shit like that. So yeah, so um, there's a lot of there's, there's a lot going on. Uh, also, dude, in a couple months we have that lawsuit. Um, I think in April, there's a couple lawsuits, uh, the antitrust lawsuit with the UFC. So, oh man, there's there's a lot of big fights, big cards planned, and then you have that thrown in the middle of it. You have a, you know, uh, PFL and Bellator trying to figure out their thing. So, um, I'm feeling good, dude. I'm feeling I'm, I'm excited. We have all the fights, all the news, and uh, let's let's do it. So, I think we should kick it off with just a little bit of fight news, things of that nature. We had a 
big-time fight made for UFC 300. And this is the kind of shit we were talking about. If you go back and watch our video of us talking about what we think is going to happen, what you know, it was different from what we want to happen, but this is kind of a, what we want and think is going to happen. UFC 300, the BMF title is going to be contested. It is going to be on the line. It'll be Justin, the highlight Gaethje, defending his belt against Max Blessed Holloway going up to 155 in a five-round BMF title fight. Now, I know the BMF, we thought that was going to be a one-time thing. <clears throat> and it it that that comes along with a little bit of corniness, just the idea of there being a BMF title, but I don't care. If it's an excuse to have these two fight each other in, in a five-round fight on the biggest card in, in probably of the year, what it should be, then Ty, I'm all in. I am so excited. I would like to say right away, instant instinct uh, prediction is Justin Gaethje TKO. Yeah, that would be crazy seeing Max, seeing Max get put out. But um, Justin's on a run, man. I, I, I don't know if Max can put Justin out as – as many times as Justin could, could put Max out, I guess, is how I look at it. But, man, there's probably going to be no wrestling, right? There's probably not going to be uh, much clinch. There's going to be some, a little bit of clinch work, but it's going to be violent. Um, yeah, dude, that's that's a good fight. And I, I think it's one that, you know, a lot of people didn't really circle. You know, they were trying to – so many people were trying to act like UFC 300 was going to be the return of Rousey, Brock, uh, Brock Lesnar, uh, yeah. Frank, Frank Mir, Fedor. I was just hoping Big McGregor. Silva. I kept my, yeah. my my expectations in a realistic sense, and I still was Nick out, out Di- of my mind. People talk about Nick Diaz. Oh, I'm like, bro, yeah. that fucking corpse of a human is not coming back to fight. Like, let's you know, let's let's get that straight. But I saw a lot of people thinking they were going to do something outside the box. I was thinking, no shot. You know, it's it's not that far away. Um, Jim Miller going to dude? How about Jim Miller going to be on UFC 100, 200, and three hundred? Yeah. That is. Insane. Also, Tapology has a new layout on their uh, on their site, so that's gonna be hard to get used to. But oh man, um, we win one week and, and they change it. <laughs> Two ninety nine. I can't fucking wait for that. But three hundred, dude. You know, I don't want to say it's underrated or it's gonna be better, but back to back amazing pay per views. I can't fucking wait. Um, I think three hundred is close to being finalized, right? Uh, yeah, I think they're just gonna need a couple. Like, you know, I don't know what they're gonna do. There's, I think there's like they're missing like another title fight. Probably one yeah. more. I don't know if they're going to do two more. They potentially could, but I, I, I just, uh, I think they're missing one. Uh, and we, we could go back and forth between Edwards and uh, Bilal, Bilal. or so. uh, Poetan and Jamal Hill. But th- those are the two that I would go back and forth on. I, I don't. Did they make the Jamal Hill fight yet? Did they, the, is no, that- I think he's still. Uh, recovered from was it his Achilles that he tore or his patellar tendon? Either way, Achilles. Something, I something that was going Yeah. Which is brutal. I, I really, I'm gutted for him. The fact that that happened right in the middle of his prime, right, right as he was starting to get, you know, get going. What a performance against Clover, and then that happens. Yeah. you know. Um, now suddenly, 205 has life. Ankalaev is, you know, showing up, being the guy that we thought he could be. Yep. Uh, at least as of as of late, and then you still got Hill. Rockic has a huge, huge chance to to get himself back in the title picture with a win over Yuri Prochaska. When's the last time we even see uh, saw Alexander Rockage? I guess it was when he snapped his leg, right, against um, um, Blahovich. So almost two years off. That's you know not ideal, but he's a big dude. He's he he can pre- provide some some different looks. Um, so I'm excited. I'm excited what we can do. Uh, what they can do at two or five. 
Yeah, w- would you agree, though, uh, back to the Holloway-Gaethje fight? Like, it, Holloway, last time he went up to 55 was against Dustin Poirier. And a, a whole, you know, different situation, different fight. But you would say Holloway was more in his prime than he is now. And he kind of got, uh, I wouldn't say, do- I mean, he probably, he did get kind of dominated. He got handled. You know, he really wasn't, uh, it, you know, necessarily going to win that fight at any time. I mean, he may have, he had his moments here or there, but... Dustin Poirier controlled that fight for the most part. Yeah, um, I actually wanted to go back. It's so funny you said that. I was trying to go back um, and see what the numbers were for that fight. I agree, though. I don't know what Max is going to do differently. Like, I don't know how he can. Um, I, I, I guess. What do you want to? What do you want to box? Was he? What do you want to leg kick? I don't know. I feel like either way, he kind of plays in to what Justin Gaethje does. Yeah. So that kind of worries me. I, you know, I love both guys, obviously. Um, and let's go back to when he fought. Yeah, I mean, when he fought Dustin, he um, he outstruck him. He outlanded him 181 to 178. Uh, significant strikes and total strikes. Dustin, one of eight on takedowns. And Max did have a sub attempt. Not sure what that was. I'd have to go back and rewatch that fight. But that's just the cumulative totals. You know, obviously, it's much different. And Dustin started that fight 154 of 115 in the first round. I mean, they were both just so much volume. You know, 80, 90 yeah. plus uh, attempted strikes per round. I think we're going to get that. I think we might even get uh, even more this time because I think Dustin's a little bit more patient. Um, the, Justin and uh, and Max, that that's just going to be blood and guts. I, I agree with you. I honestly might might take Justin inside the distance, but it's it's hard to make that bet against Max. But you also know it's it's going to have to come one day. Yeah, I just think it's uh, a bad it's a bad fight for him. It really is. Like, I, I, I didn't – I mean, I, at any point, though, that's what somebody was like. Whoever he was going to fight, he's going to be up against it. If he was going to fight Taporia, if he was going to fight Josh Emmett, I mean, I think he would beat Josh Emmett. But the, yeah. the danger is still there of that bomb landing on him. And at some point, his chin is going to give out on him. He has been fighting for such a long time. He's been in all these different wars. There's – you know, something's got to give at a certain point. But right now, Justin Gaethje's minus 215, dude. So that that goes to tell you what they you know what they think the deal is or what they think is going to happen. I'm yeah. excited for that. Another fight tie that got made that I think we didn't talk about on here was Cody Garbrandt Davison Figueredo at 35. Man. I mean, th- thanks for coming, Cody G. I, I, you had you had one good fight. You know, you you got a highlight reel against Brian Kelleher, and then you want to talk about a, a step up. In competition, uh, this seems like a I don't, I don't want to say walk in the park. Obviously, Cody G can knock anyone out, but I think the second he lands on Cody G's chin, it's going to be uh, chicken chicken oh, dance central. Yeah, it's, it's going to be rough. I, I don't think Cody has a fucking prayer in this fight. It's only you know the only question is what round does does uh, Figgy get it done? I think round one. I think round yeah. one he's going to come out. He's going to impose his will. Um, I think he's probably going to be. Uh, I don't know about naturally bigger. I think they're both the same ish size, but I think, I mean, dude, we, we know the story about, about Cody at this point, right? Yeah. So it's, I, it's, I don't think there's really much else to be said. It's about both of them, man. Figueredo looked like a, a savage in that font fight. And Cody G had struggled for, you know, against Co- uh, Rob font. So, uh, yeah. you know, the MMA math doesn't always work, but Figueredo just all he needed to show me in that fight was that his power translates and it definitely translates up to 35. So I that was one of the things I think I bet font in that fight because I thought there's no way he's going to be knocking people out like he was at uh, 25. Now, maybe he's not knocking them out, but.
but he's fucking hurting them. And I think he's going to hurt Cody G, and he's going to get him out of there. So that's that's gonna be bad news, yeah. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at with that. So I think that's all the fight news. That real quick though, God. we're one month exactly, one month away from from you know what and new 145 pound champion of the world. I can't wait. I know you can't wait. That card's kind of sneaky good. Yeah, uh, I know Tatiana Suarez just pulled out again, which I mean, poor chick, dude. She's uh, she said it's a minor setback, but this has just been happening for five, six years now. It's, it's not her fault, obviously, but we have Amanda Lemos, Mackenzie Dern. Oh, Mackenzie, Mackenzie, Mackenzie. I don't know how her stand-up's going to do Good in this night. one. Yeah, but That's I mean, another easy maybe, she, maybe she can get Lemos down, but then no. again, I don't know if she can get you down. So um, she could. I would like if she could get me or you down. I would love that. But this, honestly, that card is not that bad. It snuck up on me when I'm you know looking at 299, 300. Uh, what's, what's McGregor, 302? This one, uh, 298, dude. Marab and Cejudo in the feature bout. Jeff Neal, awesome. Ian, Ian, Gary, Ian Gary, and then uh, Fluffy and Al Scaroff kicking off the main card, dude. I love that. Yeah. Um, the, the prelims, you know, uh, AJ Dobson and Treshawn Gore is not really tickling my fancy. I don't know about you, but but um, I know you're psyched to see Andrea Lee, Miranda Maverick. Is that Paul Costa and Robert prelims. Whitaker happening there, too? That's the co-main, yeah. That's I, I don't love that fight that much for some reason. I just it's it's the Paulo Costa effect. I really just am, ugh, like I'm tired I'm just of his very, shit. It, I'm iffy on him, and also some of his fights are shit. But yeah. that fight, that fight, I I, I agree with you. Uh, seeing how Paulo or uh, how Rob Whitaker bounces back, yeah. Hopefully, good. You know, hopefully he doesn't go to sleep from a jab again. But we'll see. Uh, yeah. I mean, another not- uh, notable fight I would say was Sean Brady Vicente Luque getting made for the main event in the UFC cool. AC, so at least it wasn't the Blanchfield fight. We'll see. I, I I was scouting tickets, and they're like 250 just to get in, so I'll just hey, – I got a nice TV. If we're, if we're in the green this weekend, though, you know, I'm just saying. We hit a little I'm going to need to go in the green a lot, dude, a lot of green. <laughs> the Listen, Kelly green, if those, you will. Yeah, those WrestleMania tickets were not cheap. Let me just say that, so uh, – yeah, that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much all the fight news that I have. Uh, I know they're doing Amanda Hebos and Rose Nama Yunus. Uh, so I like that. The road. I do like that as well. Uh, but that's pretty much all the Kennedy that. Kennedy's a Chukwu OSP. Love that. Oh boy, yeah. Muhammad Usman, Chris Barnett. <laughs> wow, that's good. Yeah, they just. I kind of I think Dana like some of them fights has Dana Dana's prints all over them because he just goes, you know what. I want to see these two dudes fight each other. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored. Uh, just, dude, so our boy, I, I forgot, that kind of got lost in the shuffle. Nursultan Ruzaboev got booked for AC. Dude, you have to go. Oh, man, did he? Who's he fighting? He's fighting Cedric Dumas. So wow. He's gonna absolutely. Dis- he's going to fuck just, him up. He's going to dismantle him. This yeah. is, yeah. That winning streak of two is coming to an end, brother. That's going to be a um, sick card. I do have to go. Yeah, I'm just saying. I mean, the AC card's kind of getting. You know, I just don't want to spend bit, like seven hundred dollars to go. That's the only no, thing. Yeah, as you should, yeah, that's you know. Hopefully, like, we can find somebody. If there's anybody out there, any cougars, any any people with money that want to give it away, let us know. Please do, and and I'll give you some picks for free. Like I don't always give them on this podcast for free. Forearm but. picks? Oh, I thought you meant. Oh, uh, oh, feet, yeah, feet yeah, yeah. I mean, I might I might have to start selling picks in order to go uh, to this <laughs> fucking thing, dude. Jesus <laughs> Christ! But uh, yeah. Yeah, I think uh, you know that that fight that fight card starting to come along a little bit. Honestly, there's some good fight cards that are leading off this year, leading up to 300. So, you know, the time times are okay. Times are good with the uh, UFC. We got you know we got a, a card coming up this weekend that's pretty nice. We got the future fighting, so we'll get to watch some people go to sleep then. You know, 
Jimmy Flick oh, yeah, is fighting, so he might get to go to sleep. So, oh, dude, he, he, he yeah, he's one of the he's one of the Mount Rushmore of uh, glass chin fighters. I think I think he's up there on that on that one. So yeah, I think we're gonna have to ha- hammer that hammer that bet. So Ty, we have UFC Vegas eighty four, Ankalaya versus Walker. We had twelve scheduled fights. We lost one before the uh, card started due to a weight miss by Mister Manel Cop. He missed weight by three or four pounds. Wasn't even close. Again. Must have been a DNA situation or something along <laughs> those lines. Uh, I'm sure he didn't have all those negative words that he has for everyone else. For himself, you know, maybe Hello. he did. I, I didn't hear what he had to say on Twitter. I don't follow that gentleman, so I'm not sure if, what, how he explained it or what happened. But I, I truly don't care. It's There's no excuse for missing weight by that much. And you're just – you're not a professional. And you can't be taken seriously then, Manel. You just – you move yourself back in the uh, in the, in the pecking order when you do dumb shit like that, or let you know let shit like that happen. So, thanks for coming, Manel. Was really excited for that fight too. We all, we both that had bets good, on yeah. it. It would have yeah. been sick, but you know maybe maybe they'll fight. If I was Nicolau, I wouldn't want to fight Manel Cop now. I'd be like, all right, give me someone else. You know, I'm not. Yeah, I'm good. I, I made weight. I was ready to go, and this guy comes in not even close. So, uh, so that that's that. We did have Ankalaev, Johnny Walker. Ankalaev, it took him seven minutes and 42 seconds uh, midway through the second round to take out Johnny Walker, dispatch him, remove him from his consciousness. And uh, it, it was... Severed his nose. Yeah, it, it was it was bad. It, it, it was ugly. Johnny Walker, I think, though, Ty, looked pretty good. You know, for like, I, I always say that to, to try and just make these people feel better, but I'm not... I'm just... From watching it, I was like, wow, he actually is... He's keeping the distance well. He was landing a little bit early, but you could just tell the longer this fight went on, the more Ankalaev got comfortable. He was chewing up them leg kicks for a little bit. He was yep. Walker was doing what he needed to do. He was throwing some wild shit, but you, you just knew eventually that Ankalaev was going to get inside and find his chin and, and do what he needed to do, and it was a pretty violent knockout. Ankalaev cashes out that minus 190 TKO. Before I go on, though, Ty, I, you know, I told everyone I was going to do our numbers after we both went down like 50 units last year. <laughs> uh, I do have it right here, our, our whole sheet. I went 5-3. and three, You went 5-2. and two, I went plus 4.95 units. You went plus 3.25 units. So, Ty, we are in the green to start 2024. So it is a good start to the year. Let's go, man. I think we both felt confident. There was a couple uh, a couple times we went in opposite directions. Not completely, but just slightly. And it still worked. It still ended up working for us. Um, I, w- I, wish I, I, uh, I wish I took that Van bet with you. I, I like Bunes, but, man, Van is uh, he's a killer, dude. I mean, he, you know, he's very raw, but the fact that he's, you know, what is he, 3-0 in the UFC at 23 years he's old? He's awesome, man. Uh, in flyweight, you know, for being that raw, that inexperienced, he's going to take an L or two, 1 million percent, but... That's exactly what you know. I would love to see. I want to see how he bounces back from now. He seems like a fucking uh, a tough kid, a smart kid, somebody that learns quick. I mean, you know, look what he did to Zalgus. So uh, yeah, he didn't he didn't get off to the best start in this fight. I think Felipe Bunes is a, is a bit of a, a tough guy to to fight. You know, especially he doesn't have that much tape under him. We'll get to that fight obviously yeah. later. But um, yeah, I wish I took that with you. Um, I wish we just hammered Gene Silva first round knockout with all of our all of our jewels and and money on that one because Weston Wilson, uh, n- you know, unlike what you thought, he is not going to be contending for a title. So, 
Yeah, that was that was that was brutal. So, uh, what did you think about the Ankalaev? What did you think about Ankalaev? Well, um, Ankalaev <laughs> did something different than the first fight. In the first fight, he was just head hunting. He didn't really go to the legs. Fifty three percent to the head. This fight, twenty percent to the head, 64% to the legs. Johnny Walker also went to the legs. Uh, at the end of the first round, Johnny Walker was doing his cap- capoeira nonsense that I just, you know, I think it has a place in MMA for sure, but I think some of these guys that use it just get carried away and think they're in a, a dance-off or something like that. I, I do like the, the, you know, the, the, the playing around and then the, the sudden burst into a, a flying knee or a, some kind of combination. I do like that kind of a little element of surprise, but... Uh, you know, it didn't do anything. It was just all flash. And yeah. Mag- Magomed Ankalaev is a smart, smart fighter. Comes from a great camp. Um, he's not falling for that bullshit. He's he's been there. He's seen it. He's done it. Um, Johnny Walker, two of thirty-four significant uh, significant head strikes. Nineteen of thirty-one to the leg. Twenty-four of seventy-one at distance. Yeah, man. He didn't. Um, he just didn't really get anything going. It's so crazy how Johnny Walker's been a low volume striker as of late. Um, you know, thrown, he throws a fuck ton of kicks, but that's it. You know, he doesn't go to the head that much. I mean, the John, uh, the Anthony Smith fight, he, half of his strikes were to the leg. So that kind of sucks. Um, hate to see that. I think Johnny Walker has, has, still has potential, but I don't know if he'll ever be that. I don't like, like Wale said, potential is another word for ain't done shit, ain't did shit. Sorry. Um, and he hasn't done shit. It's just, you know, he's 6'6", 82-inch reach, explosive. But, man, you know, less than four significant strikes landed per minute. Striking defense is shit. Yeah. Uh, State down defense isn't good. So, I, you know, I don't want to say it's the end of the road. I don't think it's really ever the end of the road for anybody at 205 or higher. But um, I don't know if he'll ever be a top three, top five guy. I, I, I truly don't. I think his chin is, is very compromised. His durability is compromised. His defense in general is not good. And his offense, as of late, is not that good. So, um, shout out to Ankali for getting it done. Um, I think we've, we've all been waiting for this, right? Yeah. Uh, it's been a couple fights. That, the the Blahovich fight, huge setback, even though I still thought he won that. But, um, yeah, man, I, I can't wait to see what Ankali does going forward. That uppercut, the follow-up uppercut was nasty. Uh, it seemed like he was just kind of setting it up. It, took, it didn't take him long either, you know? Sometimes we've seen Ankali go – go the distance and not really be able to set up his offense. And we're kind of wondering, you know, what, what really is his game plan? What really is, you know, how dynamic is he? Well, now we know. So, um, it'll be really, very interesting to see what he does going forward, how he gets matched up next. Uh, I'm assuming he's one or two, uh, next in line. I know there's a bit of a chaotic, chaotic mess going on at, uh, at lightweight right now. Yeah. Or light heavyweight, I should say. So, We'll have to see how that plays out, but I think Ankalaev did himself a favor. Also, his post-fight speech also definitely did himself a favor, saying, I, I want the belt. You know, that, That's what you should say. Absolutely. I want the title. I want the title. I want the title. And then force Dana White's hand, make it a number one contender fight eventually against whoever. I'm not sure, but I, I'm here for it, man. you got Alex Pereira, Jamal Hill, Prohaska, Ankalaev. Like I said, even Rakic and Blahovic. After that, it gets a little weaker, right? I, I think I would look for Khalil Roundtree to make a little bit of a run. I, I think he's a sneaky... Sneaky guy at two hundred five because he has such you know dynamic striking. Yeah, um, I think I think he could definitely go a long way. Um, so yeah, I, I would love to see Ankalaev, um and Jamal Hill. I think that would be a very interesting contrast of style of fights. But I'm here for anything. I'm here for all the all the smoke at the top of two hundred five. Yeah, it seems like Ankalaev is right there 
uh, on the cusp. It's either he's fighting them, like someone next for the title, you know, whether that be Peloton or Jamal Hill. Doesn't I? You know, I don't think it really matters to him. But the yeah. problem is that Prohoshka and Rockets fight, you know, lurking in April, for that to be, you know, something that could jump, you know, Ankalaev because you know you could argue either one of them beating each other is more valuable than a win against Johnny Walker. You know, I think people yeah. are able to see through Johnny Walker and Unless maybe he got the winner. Yeah. So maybe it could be just, you know, like a, those two fight each other in July or something like that. A maybe Prohoshka and Goliath, which would be an awesome fight on the Connor car. Yep. And then, you know, maybe do Jamal Hill and, uh, you know, Poetan in the near future. I don't know how long we're going to have to wait for that, but I feel like the, you know, the sooner the better. It's more of just a health thing for, Mr. Hill. So I guess we'll see about that. But yeah, I agree with pretty much everything you said. It's kind of Johnny Walker has turned into a little bit of a side, like a sideshow, just like a, I don't want to call him a clown, but he somewhat acts like a clown sometimes. So it's hard to really take him seriously or take a win against him seriously. And and I mean, he knocks people out. He, you know, he goes out there. So it's kind of like the Dr. Jackal, Jackal, Mr. Hyde. Like he's like one night he's like, you know, a clown, and he's getting knocked out, and he's doing the chicken dance the other night. He looks like the greatest fighter to ever live. So it's it's tough. to th- This time he didn't look exactly like the greatest fighter to ever live. He looked better, but, you know, he didn't look like the guy who was destroying Paul Craig or just, you know, dominating Anthony Smith. It's yeah. He looked like a different guy in there. So that is the main event. We move on to the co-main event, which was A-10, Jim Miller. Getting it done for, I believe, both of us. Yeah, you had money line. I had inside the distance. I had to fight for my life sub. for that inside the distance. Yeah, we, we talked about it. That The sub was the move. I mean, he these guys, uh, to be honest, though, Ty, they wanted nothing to do with the ground for a large portion of this fight. This fight was, yeah. you know, just stand and throw bombs back and forth at each other. Gabriel Benitez comported himself well, but he just got caught at the end of this fight. There was only, what, a minute and a half left. And I had given up on it. I had to go back and watch this because I was like, at a certain point, I was like, damn, we're not going to the ground. He's not going to, you know, finish him on the feet. I just, no, I got screwed. Like, I think this is a bad bet. And did, was Jim Miller going to win on the cards? Because um, I thought it was a close fight. I, 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 I felt like I it was going to go back first, and forth. I thought he won the first two, but they were very close. I mean, I think they had, let's see what the score, yeah. He was wearing the damage. That, that's what, I guess yeah. that's probably what kind of confused me. All three judges had him up 20 to 18. So, okay. yeah, that was his fight to win, uh, his fight to lose. And, um, yeah, one of the one of the better performances, I think, all around, uh, given, you know, all the circumstances. I think his last couple wins have been, you know, against weak competition. But um, how about this for Jim Miller, which I um, was, was kind of unaware of? He's never had a major surgery in his career. Really? How crazy is that? <laughs> Has never had a major surgery in his career at all. Uh, he fought with Lyme disease against uh, Cowboy the first time they fought. And um, what else was there about Jim Miller? I thought there was another stat I had. What's that, 16? I forget. I forget. I don't know where I'm at. I was, I was like, there's so many Jim Miller tidbits and, and, and numbers. Uh, he's now 26 and 16 in the UFC. One of his best wins ever. I'm trying to think of what his best actual win was. Um, you'd have to go kind of like far back. Maybe uh, maybe Tiago Alves when Tiago Alves was Old a killer. Um, I mean, I, I know it was a long time yeah. ago, but still. Yeah, I mean, still a quick knee bar. And uh, Olvera, I think, was undefeated at that time. So, uh, like you said, very young. We were 
we were sophomores in yeah. high school. I'm sorry. We were yeah, fr- no, the Phillies. Yeah, yeah, we were the Phillies okay. still had uh, Roy Holiday then. That's what I'm. Right, hey. look. Yeah. Um, wow. I have a question for you. Sure. Is Jim Miller a Hall of Famer? Yes. Okay, so I, I know a lot of people say you know no title shots, no no title runs, defenses or anything. I think it's That's more with the, Hall. the UFC Hall of Fame is different than a, uh, a, a you know an NBA or even you know more like an NFL or MLB. You don't need to have this illustrious title career. This guy has. 26 wins in the UFC. I think that that goes without saying. Most guys like him would have flamed out and fallen by the wayside, and you would have never heard about him again. He probably would have retired 10 years ago. This guy just kept fighting and kept winning and has survived and been around for so long, man. That needs to be respected. Those guys in in this game, they are as important as some of those other guys that are in the title picture, you know? Like this... This guy has been a part of the fabric of the UFC. Like you said, UFC 100, UFC 200, and UFC 300 he's going to be at. Like, that needs to be, you know. That's nuts. That's whether so he's not, Whether crazy. he's in the, U- the Hall of Fame or not, he will always have respect from, the, from the, a certain segment of the fan base. Me, you, you know, all the hardcores understand what Jim Miller brings to the table. I believe UFC 100 took place before we entered high school. I want to say it's the summer of us going into freshman year. And that card, if you look at that card, I remember that card. My dad was not happy that that was the first and only pay-per-view he ever bought. I'm not sure why. I guess uh, he loved seeing Bisping get knocked out. The St. Pierre Alves fight sucked. And then I think the Brock Lesnar fight was okay until he absolutely hammered Frank Muir into the dirt. Um, also in that card, <laughs> just to give you um, uh, a sense of how long, you know, the, the longevity and the amazingness. Wow. Yeah, um, Mark right Coleman. Beat Stefan Bonner. Mark Coleman's like 90. Stefan Bonner, RIP. John Jones, it wasn't his debut, but it was one of his early fights against Jake O'Brien, who they said, hey, we don't want you in the UFC anymore. So how are we going to do this? Oh, yeah, fight John Jones. And uh, that was it for him, unfortunately. Tom Lawler fought C.V. Dalloway. Yeah. Shannon Gugarty and Mac Rice. Who the fuck? Um, But yeah, Jim Miller beat Mac Danzig. Um, also just a throwback of a name, uh, Akiyama, is that Sexyama and Alan Belcher? I mean, Jesus, man. Um, so Mark yeah, the fact Holman. that he's, how old was Mark? <laughs> he had to be like in his thirties at that time. Um, but yeah, man, 16 years for Jim Miller, 14 bonuses. He had Lyme disease, went through it. Um, got that rematch with Cowboy, beat him. Um, somehow it's gotten better. Um, and even these cuts to 155, I can't imagine are, are, you know, uh, they have to be a little bit, a little bit taxing. So uh, I saw he did say he, he would even think about going up to 170 to fight Matt Brown. That's who the other guy was. I was like, ah, I don't know about that. So uh, seeing him get Bobby Green, I can't wait for that one. And you better believe we're going to be on the Jim Miller A10 train for that fight too. He was 45, by the way, Mark Holman, when he fought at that, at that time. Jesus yeah. Christ! And he won. And he won. He was 50. Yeah, he's 59 now. He fought Stefan. He's still fight. Yeah, still fighting. That is fucking insane. But wow. All right. Uh there you go. There's your there's your blast of the past. Anytime Jim Miller gets brought up, there's a possibility you could be going back in time. Guys fought everybody, man. Go through go through his tapology. It's Click insane. on some of the names. Some of you know, Dwayne Ludwig, guys who are coaches now. It's unbelievable. But you want to talk about performance of the night here? I don't care. I don't even know if did it win performance of the night? It should have. No, it didn't. Well. That's a, that's a disgrace because this truly was the performance of the night. Mario Bautista put me and everyone else on notice with his performance against Ricky Simone on Saturday night, man. He, you want to talk, like, 
I, maybe I'm over overvaluing, uh, you know, what he did, but I guess it's just maybe I underestimated him going into this fight. I mean, Vegas underestimated him. He was the underdog for a reason. Simone could not get him to the ground, and when he did, Bautista was able to hop back up. He won mainly all of the striking exchanges. His cardio was head and shoulders above Ricky Simone's. It, 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 like you could see by the end of that fight that Ricky Simone was just getting beat up, man, on the feet. Those, those just not even really power shots, just straight up the middle, bop, 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 sort of, uh, you know, shit's coming right down the pike at Ricky Simone, and the man was too tired to move his head, and he couldn't do anything about it. Mario Bautista, man, he's legit, he's for real, and uh, he's probably, you know, is he, if he's not ranked now, right he now. will be, now, yeah, now he's number 14 now, so, let's go. well-deserved. Yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough division to crack the top fifteen too. Um, three, sorry, two of thirteen. Ricky Simone was on takedown. So great job by Mario Bautista stuffing all those. And then the volume, the fact that he picked up the volume as the fight went on yeah. in, a, in a, gruel, a grueling fight, where you know I, I could see how both got tired. Um, Fifty six of one twenty seven uh, significant strikes in the third round. After thirty eight of ninety in the second round, just. Insane volume. I mean, Simone was 15 of 44 in the third. He just didn't stand a chance. Derek Cleary gave him uh, gave Simone the first round. I, I don't know about that one, but it doesn't matter. Uh, Mario Bautista gets it done. And, um, yeah, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything else um, really to say. That was definitely worthy of performance of the night. He tried to get a couple takedowns of his own just to, you know, mix it in. But yeah. his all-around game just is dominant. so, so steady, so good. and. Um, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm excited to see what he does next. I I thought there was a chance that he could make this close, but I really thought the wrestling was going to be the X factor here. Yeah, and and honestly, the cardio. I thought Ricky Simone was going to yep. be the one pushing the cardio because he, you know, he pushes that pace. But the problem with that is, um, it, it's kind of he automatically is going to cardio dump a little bit. I think Mario Bautista really just um played it, played played the fight to his game, really to to his style and his pace. He dictated the pace and um, just all around great striking and yeah. movement and defense, de- turning the defense into offense, walking him down, uh, just amazing cage control. Very smart too. So impressive. Yeah. I can't very, very, I can't wait to see what he does next. I mean, personally, I would love to see him get in there with somebody like, um, I know they're a little bit older, but Munoz or Rob Font, just to see that, that technicality, uh, see, see what he can do against somebody who's just a little bit older and, more vet, more of a vet, and more put together than Simone. I think Simone's game is still, you know, lacking something. But um, yeah, man. Or even Jonathan Martinez, too. Just that'd um, be sick. Two two awesome strikers. But yeah, yeah, very impressed with Bautista with what he did, and I, I can't wait to see what he does next. One thirty five is just loaded. Yeah, the fact that he wasn't ranked before this, and we we you know we knew how good he was, but um, just take him to another level, man, and you love to see it. Yeah, I felt you know I felt like I was on the, I mean, I felt good about my bet just because it went to a decision. I knew it kind of was going to go that way. I just did not know Mario Bautista, like you said, was going to control the cardio. I think when you're when you're a wrestler like Ricky Simone and you can't get a guy down, you know, you fail twelve times. That just zaps your energy, man. And yep. both mentally and physically, you just have nothing left. And that's what Mario Bautista he just put his foot on the pedal later on in this fight and really just. Took off. What were the scorecards? You had? Are you able to? Two thirty twenty sevens and a twenty nine twenty eight from Derek Cleary. Not clearly. Yep. Well, uh, your boy uh, Joe Martinez was in there, so he probably said his name right. We love it. No, he did because he's the best. Yep. 
Uh, well, he's the second best behind Bruce and uh, behind David Diamante. David yeah. Diamante. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I was going to say. You knew I had uh, give my man some respect in there, but yeah, it's a it's a great win for Mario Bautista. Another guy who had a great win, getting back into the win win column. A guy who I have kind of um, just you know shown my support of, and sure this guy. man's won me a few bets. So I will always, you know, a, a, that's all it takes for me to become a fan. You win me some money, you got a fan in me. The Hulk, Bruno Fajada. He eliminates Phil Halls with a flying knee and just punches up against the octagon, gets him on the ground, knocks him out. They wake Phil Halls up. The man starts crying, loudly sobbing. It was, was, a, bad, t- it was a tough scene. I'm not making light of it. That was not uh, – I don't like seeing that, but it was. It is a good win for Bruno Fajeda. It was a good win for uh, our gambling with the round one TK. It was my biggest hit of the night at plus 255 with five seconds left. In the first Ooh. round, man, that was a uh, a nail biter. But hey, man, this guy is violent. He is a violent, violent dude, and it seems like he's going to be either like kill or be killed. It's one way Absolutely. or the other. So you know, any Brazilian who's kill or be killed, I kind of uh, like. But I mean, hey, we talked about Nurselton. He ain't no joke either. So uh, yeah, <laughs> what, uh, sky's the limit for Mister Fajeda. Yeah, I mean, I, I will say, I think his ceiling's a little capped with his size. But man, he is. Cr- his combination of speed and power is, is relentless, man. And he tries to fucking hurt you. Yeah. Uh, only 5'10", but he packs a fucking punch. His straight left is beautiful. Uh, I like his all-around striking, too. I mean, obviously, some, his, his defense is what worries me. I, I think he can be hit with also uh, straight, quick, quick straight shots. And I think Phil Halls was doing a, a decent job. I don't think he was landing the bigger, the biggest shots. And once he got hit with something like that, that knee, once that happened, it, it changed the course of the fight, and you can tell. He was done. I think Chris Tognoni listened to this podcast last week and said, you know what, I'm going to wait for this fight to go to the second round. He uh, he really took his time getting in there when Phil Halls was sleeping, uh, I'll tell you that. But uh, a couple shots he took that just shouldn't have happened. But um, it's, yeah, I mean, I, I just feel so bad for Phil Halls. I think he's got all the talent in the world. I mean, he's his wrestling credentials are, are you know, they speak for themselves. And when he got started in the UFC – uh, he did get smoked on the contender series by Julian Marquez, but then he he went on a four fight winning streak uh, against some pretty good guys, Kyle Dawkins and Nasruddin Imavov. Uh, I thought the Imavov fight was was close, but he he used wrestling to get that win. And man, he has two takedowns in his last five fights, Phil Hall. So yeah, I, I think he fell in love with his hands in that Chris Curtis fight and Chris Curtis fight, and he was doing well. He almost doubled him up in strikes, but then it's just. He took a shot, and that was it, man. So it, it's really sad. Four of his last five fights he has lost, and he's been knocked out in all of them. Um, three, four in the first round. Um, all of them, I'm sorry, in the first round. So, yeah, I, I, I truly hate to see. I think he's talented. He's still, you know, I don't want to say he's young because he's, he's kind of not, but it's probably, it's probably time for him to go. It's probably time for him to become a coach somewhere. I mean, there's no reason he can't be a, a top-of-the-line wrestling uh, even maybe a striking coach. I know again he doesn't have a great chin, but uh, his boxing is is very solid. So yeah, I'm just I just I am gutted for him, dude. Seeing seeing fighters get knocked out, get beat in devastating fashion, wake up or or when they come to a realization that they lost and there's really nothing they can do to bounce back. It's it fucking sucks, man. I, he's not getting paid a lot to do this. He's taking so much uh, damage. Yeah. Um. I guess it's better that he's not getting you know. 200 significant strikes put on him and he's getting put out, I guess. I, I don't know which is worse. Um, but I just feel so bad for him, especially with, you know, how talented he is. It's not like he's Jimmy Flick who, 
you know, just needs a flying arm triangle to, to win a fight. Bells yeah. is good, man. He, he Like I said, he, he was beating the shit out of Chris Curtis, who's a very good fighter. So, yeah, I, I feel so bad for him. Uh, Bruno Ferreira, definitely rising, definitely somebody not to fuck with in middleweight. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, somebody that you you will be able to fuck with uh, in the future is Waldo Cortez Acosta, man. <laughs> now this guy, not a, my bet is one thing. You know that round one, I had no chance. It was a bad bet. I knew that. You know, I knew that right away. But for his own dignity and pride, he needed to go out there and comport himself a little bit better, and maybe you know, not you don't have to stop Orlovsky, but. Three twenty nine twenty eight, like it was a close, like a really close fight, and you're yeah, out one, there. One show- go to the third. Yeah, you're showboating. You know, you, you're 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 talking shit. You're you're doing. You know, I guess these head games where he's he's quoted as saying that he thought head games might work on ex UFC champion Andre Arlovsky. You <laughs> thought head games were gonna work on a forty five year old guy who's fought a million times in the UFC. Okay, buddy, that guy is a clown. And I will. He is on the DNB from from now on. He he, it looked fine, but he was fighting a forty five year old man. He he should have looked better. Yeah, um, I don't know if head games will work against a guy who's fought. I don't know Vladimir Matyushenko, Tim Sylvia three times, Fabricio Verdum, Ben Rothwell, Fedor, Bigfoot, Roy Nelson, <laughs> and this is all like pre twenty thirteen. Um, Francis Ngannou, Tybora, Overeem, Stipe, Mir. Like, we, I, you know, I don't even have to go down the list. Brendan Schaub. But, yeah, your boy. Um, <laughs> my fucking boy. Yeah, I, I'm not a big uh, Waldo Cortez Acosta fan. He, Yeah, I forgot that. In World Series of Fighting, yeah. the, the now defunct World Series of Fighting. Uh, I really wish we got to go to some of those World Series of Fighting cards back in the day. Yeah, just I wish I was a Pure violence. Just then. Justin Gaethje in his early twenties just sleeping dudes, and you're like, oh my god, what are, you know what? Are, what are we watching? What are we witnessing? What are we watching? So, yeah, um, would you would would you be surprised if I told you Walter Cortez got uh, Acosta got outstruck in this fight? Not at all. Not at all. He wasn't Me doing either. shit. Me either. The fact that Orlovsky was really just going to the body and the legs is probably what lost in the fight, in my opinion. Also, uh, you know, the third round he outstruck him, but. Again, I think Waldo just landed the better strikes. It was just not a good fight. Let's just say it was just a, a low-volume, boring, heavyweight boxing match that uh, nobody cares about. So we'll see what Waldo does next. I think they're going to try to get him you know, someone better, maybe somebody ranked-ish. But, yeah, I mean, if you can't put out Andre Orlovsky at this point in his career, not even come close to it either. Yeah. I think there was one, maybe in the first, where he landed a pretty decent shot or a flurry, and that was just it. Um, but if you can't get him out, man – I. I don't know. Like I, he has good hands, he has good foot uh, footwork, good movement. But yeah. Also, didn't he get didn't he get knocked out by uh by Philly's own? Um, I forget his name. Sonny Conto. Sonny, yeah. Didn't Sonny Conto beat the shit on Walter? Yeah, Bronco yeah. beat the fucking brakes off him. Yeah. So you know we we know the truth about WCA. I think. Yeah, I think that goes without saying. I I, I just you know I'm mad at, I'm mad that he knocked out Brzezinski when I had him decision. So then I tried yeah. to recorrect it by thinking yep. he was going to knock out a 45 year old. You know, <laughs> I know he's 44, but he turns 45 in a month. Andre Orlovsky, it's uh, you know it's tough. That's just disappointing. But that's, welcome yeah, that's, to the do not bet list. That, yeah, welcome to the DMB, brother. It's the this is the UFC. This is the uh, betting game that you have to deal with these. You don't know what kind of guy is going to come in here. These guys aren't robots, and you sometimes you wish they were robots because if he was a robot, he probably would have just eliminated them, and you know, yeah. off the face of the planet. But you know, now Arlovsky, he might get another one. 
You know, he survived. Why so not? Why not, really? I mean, he, he it was a close fight against a prospect. So why not? Why not? He didn't get killed. Keep fighting there, Arlovsky. Maybe, maybe I'll be able to make some money. You fight somebody uh, that's a murderer next time. So who knows? Have him fight that Cuban gentleman. Uh, <laughs> after he dispatches Parmesan. Yeah, after he gets Parmesan out of here. So that's going to be bad. I'm just saying. Yeah, I hope so. I, I sure. Maybe he gets taken down and laid on. Who knows? Uh, I, I doubt it though. Preston Parsons with a unanimous decision victory over Matthew Semmelsberger. Ty. Welcome to the DMB, and honestly, welcome to the unemployment line. I think he's probably on the way out. It's it's just it never connected, man. This guy had all the skill in the world, uh, physically, uh, just with you know he, he was knocking people out or at least hurting people. Like you said, he was hurting people in almost every fight that he's had. But now he's lost three in a row. He got really just wrestle fucked in this one, uh, especially towards the end. You know, losses to Alex Morano were not great, but. You know, his wins are against guys who, you know, Martin Sano, A.J. Fletcher, Jason Witt, Carlton Minus. I mean, yeah, literally. You know, this the guy, only win this guy's with, that was good. Over the, with, <laughs> uh, against Jake Matthews, right? <laughs> that was it. And, you know, Jake Matthews is uh, chinny as fuck. But, yeah. oh, my God. And even A.J. Fletcher, that fight was, was, was a little sketchy for a little bit. But, um, yeah, three in a row, four of his last five. Maybe he gets um, another one, but who knows? May, yeah, you know, maybe he gets another one just because he's done some pretty good things uh, in his career. But, yeah, he pretty much got beat every – I mean, dude, he got outstruck at distance yeah. by Preston Parsons in this fight. He got outstruck in the clinch on the ground. He got – his leg got chewed up. Uh, Parsons went to the body and the head more effectively. So, 7 of 11 on takedowns. And that's a guy who, you know, cardio dumps with his aggressive pace. Um, a couple sub attempts on both sides, but nothing really. Parsons reversed him too. Uh, yeah, I, you know, if you look at all around at Semmelsberger's, um, his numbers, they're just not pretty, man. I mean, he has a negative striking uh, ratio. His striking accuracy is not good. His striking defense isn't good. His takedown defense isn't good. Yep. Um, his takedown offense isn't good. So, yeah, I think this is a guy that probably gets, um, you know, welcome to PFL, buddy. Yeah, literally. You um, better get to learn Smart Cage. Yeah, get ready to learn dude wipes, buddy. Uh, yeah, I, that, that it's just he just there's something missing. I don't know if he needs to go to a new camp or if he just needs to retire. Literally, like I'm fortunate. Like there's just something missing here, and I feel something, like yeah. you know you're just taking damage, and you're just I know you're getting paid and everything, but it feels like you're just wasting your time. He's only 31, he still has time, but you know I I don't know I I just. I feel bad when guys are getting in there and you just kind of know, you know, yeah, dude. they're leaving something anybody, out there. I don't know. I don't know anybody in his camp. 88, crazy 88 Brazilian like jiu-jitsu. His brother, his brother's in his corner too. Like oh, red flag. It used to be at least. So yeah, that's ultimate red flag. Oh, uh, Michael, Michael Semmelsberger. Yeah. Is that him? I, I would hope so. I don't know. Many he went of one and one. He went one and one as an amateur. So, yeah, and I mean, like, that, that doesn't, it, 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 you know, that doesn't discount. Maybe the guy is good for him in the corner, but he could sure. still be there. But you need to be training. It's obviously he's not getting the right training, or he's not getting better. He's only, no, he's, he's, he's not, actually got worse. Not. So, yeah, the, I mean, as everybody else is getting better, like, Preston Parsons has gotten better. Yes. You know, in, in a very short, uh, a short time. But, uh, I mean, he's with, um, who the fuck is, is he with? I don't even know who's with. Turns out he's with, yeah. yeah, elevate MMA. But you know, there's a lot of good guys in Florida. Who knows? I I don't know about either of these guys. So I don't want to 
speak out of line here, but yeah, I mean, he's even gotten better since the, the Trevor Giles fight that could have went both ways. Uh, he made sure he didn't lose this, this fight in a close decision. So yeah, I mean, good, good win for him. I just, you know, I don't see a huge, uh, a high ceiling for him necessarily, but he can definitely, you know, make it a dog fight. He's, he's, he's a tough night out. I think for anybody, the Hafez fight would have been nice. That would have been, that would kind have been of nice, a yeah. grappling battle. Rebook it too. Yeah. Honestly, I, I would love to see that. How about, how about your boy Marcus McGee taking out Gaston Boyanos? Just uh, standing TKO. Who was the ref here? Had to step in. Uh, um, let's see. Oh, Mark Smith, former fighter Your pilot. Boy. Mark Smith getting in there. We had Dan Mark, Mark Goddard, liberal Mark Goddard, and uh, Chris Tungyoni. Awesome. Chris Tungyoni oh still getting in there, man. Still getting some action. That's... He is so bad. <laughs> he is so fucking terrible. <laughs> Dude, I love when they just slaps the guy's hands and the guy continually grabs the cage. It's hilarious. But I, I hate so much when I'm watching a fight and all I hear is, keep the toes out of the cage, keep the toes out of the cage, get your hands off the cage, get your hands out. I'm like, bro, stop fucking saying it and do something. That's yeah. all he does. Like, it's, Especially, it's so funny when he'll say it to like a, a Chinese fighter against a Brazilian. You're like, bro, nobody understands what you're saying and and you're saying it like you're yelling at them as they're, you know, in the sequence and, and you just keep saying it like how about you do something about it? like stop them and be like hey soft warning stop doing this or i'm gonna stand you guys the fuck up yeah. he doesn't do that he just says hey don't do that hey don't do that hey don't do that just over and over and it makes me so angry as i'm sitting on the couch I'm like bro i don't want to listen to you i hardly want to listen to some of the commentators you think i want to listen to you in the back they need to have a discussion like i know they do but like there needs to be a hard discussion especially if you don't speak their language you know through a translator tell the coaches or whatever like there's going to be a zero tolerance policy. Like when I give you the warning, when I look at you and go thumbs down to the to the coach, you got to let your your fighter know. Like you're yeah. running out of time like, here because I'm gonna get like I, what Mark Goddard did. Yeah, I'm gonna take a point from you. I'm gonna stand you up. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something. You know, like there needs to be a penalty for violating the rules. We've been saying it, and we keep telling. Like if I was a fighter, I would just have my hands in the cage the entire time. If I knew there was no why penalty, not? why not? I mean, McGregor does them all the time because he he knows. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna take a point from me? Like, especially if you're a guy who is trying to just knock people out, why wouldn't you just violate the rules? Because you know, stand it, you up or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a nice little you know. If you grab the cage and you get to stay up, and and the ref doesn't see it or doesn't penalize you, then then you you know you live to fight another day and you get the advantage from it. Like, if, if you're not gonna be strict and swift with penalties, then why? Literally, what are the rules there for? It's just a fight in a cage then. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know, but good win for Marcus McGee. I don't want to take that away from him. It's just I went in on a whole other rant that had nothing to do with this fight. But <laughs> no, uh, for sure he had a he looked good. I mean, landed fifty two percent of his significant strikes. He even got a takedown, yeah. showing that he can do that. Um, it's a shame he's not younger, man. Um, I know, I know. So I guess his career got uh, delayed a little bit because of a car accident and then a snowboarding accident. Yeah. So um, I mean, he comes out of the gate hot, thirty five of fifty eight in the first round. And then uh, thirty to sixty-five in the second round. I don't think Bolanos stood a chance, really. And uh, no. I think McGee, McGee's a bit of a headhunter, but man, he's good. The, the left, the left, the combination of the left hand and the left uh, kick, very deadly. He also had that spin, right, spinning back kick, right? Uh, that landed a spinning wheel kick, I guess that landed on Bolanos. So that was nice, seeing that he's a little athletic, the maniac, if you will. I forgot what sport he played when he was uh, before UFC. I, th- I thought he played something, but. Um, yeah, I mean, he's with a great camp. I've heard nothing but good things from those guys, the, the coaches at MMA Lab, and, and Sean O'Malley's always always tweeting about him. He was tweeting about him before he even got to the UFC. So 
I'm a big fan of Marcus Me. He's got good hands. I think he's got a good head on his shoulders. It's very smart. Great camp. So um, yeah, I mean, dude, let's give him give him somebody ranked or you know closer to being ranked than uh, Mr. Bolaños. Yeah, yeah, I think it's time for that step up. I think that's fair. You know, uh, it's he shows. None of these fights are close. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like he, when you're just eliminating guys in the first second round, you know, JP Bellismus, you're having your way with some of these guys. <laughs> then you know, it's time to move up or yeah, you know, move Absolutely. up, move up in competition. So I think that's next. How about a guy, man? That I continually, I guess, uh, discount because his brother's so good that I think he there's no way he could be this good. That Farid Basharat, man. Now, I don't think he's exactly the most exciting eye-popping fighter because he's more of just a control, grappling-centric yeah. you know, sort of guy. But what works, if it works, it works, man. He had his way with uh, Taylor Lapilus. And I was talking about Lapilus' takedown defense and how he was able to keep the Don off of him. And that guy was just hunting takedowns. Farid had no problem taking him down and just having his way with him. Uh, what was the control time? It had to be, uh, you know, it's almost seven minutes. Yeah, so he it basically spent half the fight on top. It's, uh, you know, he just had his way with him. He, Good win. First round, he struggled. He was only one yeah. of eight on takedowns. Went five to sixteen total, but. Yeah, once he was able to get in a rhythm, also a lot did such good work with the leg kicks. I thought, you know, yeah. it was going to be uh, flipped. Uh, Lapalus was going to be able to to get his kicks off better, but he could not. Twenty one to five, Farid landed uh, out, out, kicked him to the legs, and then uh, even to the body, he, he landed. He did some um, some pretty good work. So yeah, good good win for Farid. Not sure if he's better than uh, Javid, 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 but man, they're both really good. And uh, yeah, he Bostra just has like this. I know his nickname is Ferocious, but he he has this like ferocity to him, you know. Like he 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 doesn't stall. I don't think. I don't think he's one to to, to grind and stall and and, and cage cage fight and and wrestle fuck a little. Yeah, a little bit. But I think he, you know, his intentions are to, to smash and to do damage. So yeah, this wasn't the best uh, example of that. But I think Lapalus is a very tough out. Yeah. I think he's a tough matchup, a, a tough stylistic matchup for almost anybody. So yeah, we'll see what he can do next. Again, another another very good and. Rising Bantamweight. I can't wait to see what he does next. Him and McGee next? Oh, I don't want to do that to him. Uh, to either of them. Those, those are my guys. So. Yeah, that's but yeah, I mean, why be, not? Wouldn't right? that be fun, though? Yeah. I mean, that would be fun. And, you know, they're not prone to not doing, uh, you know, prospect versus prospect. Also, McGee's a little older. So, yeah, why not, you know, speed hey, up the, the timeline? Speed it up, baby. Speed it up. But, no, nah, I, I, a good win for Basharat. He, I, I don't want to take it away from, like like I said, like he might be a little, like this fight might have been a little bit on the boring side, but that, I think like you, you made a good point. Like that more has to do with the fact that Lopulus is a tough guy to hold down and he kind of had to focus on control over usually like the violence that he likes to distribute from the top. So that's a good win, though. It's a good win against a tough opponent. How about Gene Silva? Just taking out Weston Wilson, you know, uh, Wonder Boy's whipping boy. He just took, you know, just took him, took him outside, beat the shit out of him. Hey, thanks it. for coming. Uh, really, I mean, the, the odds told you exactly what was going to happen here, and that is what happened. Thanks for coming for Weston Wilson. Good win for Gene Silva, who we just found out existed. So there you go. You just found out he existed. Yeah. I remember he was barking like a dog on the container. He was also barking in this fight, so. I guess he's trying to channel his uh, inner Yoel Romero, but yeah, he's um he's a feisty one. Uh, he's got pretty pretty decent size at 145. Actually, he's a little undersized, but I think he um his nickname is Lord too. I love that. But I think he has a um a, an interesting style. Uh, you know, I think we definitely need to see a little bit more of him, right? 
Yeah. He's kind of a balls to the wall, especially early kind of guy. So we'll see if he gets pushed. Um, or we'll see if he can, you know, switch from featherweight to bantamweight or kind of uh, go in between weight classes. I'm very, I have my eye on him, I'll say. He's still young. He's younger than we are. So um, there's definitely room to grow and get better. Um, I forget if he trains with the old Nova Uniao guys. I don't, I don't know if he does, but I thought he, I thought he did. He's at, oh, he's with fighting nerds. So, I mean, those guys, those guys are, 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 are dangerous <laughs> and it seems like those guys are even getting better. Um, so yeah, that's, it's, it's going to be, um, interesting Kyle. to see what he's got next. Your boy, Kyle. I mean, this guy, this this guy uh, that's at the top. Are you on topology, Flavio Avero? Yeah. I mean, that guy looks fucking <laughs> terrifying, dude. It's pretty scary. Isn't I guess he's a legendary or something. I don't know. Yeah, 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 oh, yeah I would imagine. Yeah. Jesus, God, this guy, this topology picture is terrifying. So, if you haven't seen Flavio, that yet, go name. on there. But yeah, there's a those guys are um, savages, and they've done a good job with you know. Now we're seeing Gene Silva, and they've done a great job with Kyle Bajero. So. Also, Flavio, 16 KOs, 16 subs, 17 decision wins. What a well, Talk about evenly distributed impossible to bet, probably, uh, if, <laughs> yeah. if, you were able to, if he was going to bet on at a certain point. But you want to talk about somebody who else else it was impossible to bet? Tom Nolan. Uh, yeah, you know, listen, not much to say on this one. This was a minute three. Tom Nolan had his chin way up in the air. He did not look like he belonged. It, uh, it, it was tough. You know, he was a big favorite in this fight, but it just was a uh, mis, uh, missed bet here or mismanaged line. It's not really anyone's fault. The man was 23, had all the hype behind him. He came off the contender series with a knockout of that gentleman named Bogdan. So, uh, voice crack on that. But, you know, good win for Bogdan Nicholas Moda. Yeah, he caught him. He caught yep. him in between punches. And, um, you know, when you're that tall and long, you have that, you know, especially when you're taller and longer than everybody, you, you really have to be careful when you're changing yep. and trading shots, especially with somebody like Moto who hits like a fucking truck. Um, and he needed this one. He needed this win yes. badly. So, yeah, it's it's definitely a learning experience, I think, for Tom Nolan. Uh, again, what is he, 6-1 and one now? Like, you got to be careful signing these guys off contender series when they, you know, get a big knockout over somebody who's probably never going to make it to the UFC. You got to be careful, man. They're 6-0, and 7-0. Oh, and next thing you know, you're putting him in there with somebody like Nicholas Moda, who you know doesn't have the best winning percentage, but he's been in there with Jim Miller. Uh, he has a couple knockouts. He has a couple, you know, very flashy knockouts. So, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't, in the long run, who's going to be in the UFC longer? Probably Tom Nolan, but you, you know, definitely has a lot to work on. Uh, it, it helps that he's super young, right? He's yeah. born in 2000. Yeah, um, which is great. Yeah, dude, we're super old. We're just disgusting dirt piles, but. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, not really much to say. It was only a minute, so we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how Tom Big Train Nolan rebounds. Yeah, Big tra- is that his name Big Train. I kind of would have got I behind him if I'd so. known that. Uh, yeah, I, I did Good bet him in my private life. But I felt really bad about it uh, afterwards. So, uh, gee, you know, that that one was a tough one for you. That was probably your uh, the one of your two losses. The other one was Semmelsberger in this one. They yeah, just, this one was tough. You had Nolan round one. Uh, TKO, hey, kind of close, right? If you, you, you know, on the other side, dude. So, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I was with you though, because Moda is a guy who we've seen go to. Like, he's does not, he's not durable in any sense no. of the word. So he's stiff as a board when he gets hit. So yeah, I, I so I had a the feeling it could next. go that way. Uh, yeah, it, it's coming for him. How about this though? We talked about him a little bit, and we're finally here. This was the first fight of the night. Josh Van, Joshua Van, takes out Felipe Bunes. 
Man, dude, Joshua Van, every time he gets in there, is getting better and better and better, man. And he's only 22 years old. This kid is unbelievable. Uh, I will continue to be a fan of him no matter what happens and what goes down. He's seemingly well-rounded. We haven't seen him, like we we talked about in the uh, lead-up to this, hasn't really used the grappling or the submission game that he has, but you can tell that it's there. And yep. he, he used it a little bit in this, like threatened it, but didn't exactly, you know, wasn't Got a take able, down. Yeah, wasn't able to capitalize that that takedown was huge. And then he gets the ground and pound. Felipe Bunes was excuse me, I'm just to throw up on the mic. It was a little later on in this podcast <laughs> as opposed to early on. But Felipe Bunes, he he was taking him down. He was having, you know, or not he was trying to take him down. He did a couple times, I think, but Josh Van's a good uh, is good at getting back up and getting back on his feet. And he, it seems like he's a great just volume striker, and he's just he's just fun, man. He's game, he's awesome. I I I I'm a huge fan of his. Yeah, I love it. Knees, elbows, everything. Um, you know, all around game for somebody who was. Let's see what he was born. He was born in like uh, 02 or something, right? Let's see. Yeah, I was just born in 01. At the end of 01. Oh my goodness, he was born after 911. Yep, that's yeah. crazy. Um, only three fights, small sample size, but, um, that's what, six, seven, eight, almost nine rounds, uh, worth of fighting. So it, it, you know, it is a small sample size, but at least we're getting, a you know, a pretty decent look at him. Almost nine, a little bit more than nine significant strikes landed per minute. That is nuts. Yeah. Takedown defense, 78%. Uh, I mean, he's absorbing some shots, but, uh, 60% striking defense. Gotta love that. Uh, he seems like he's tough. Seems like he has a pretty good chin, good cardio, good all-around striking game. I just, you know, obviously there's some wrinkles to his game that he's gonna have to, Thanks. he's gonna have to add some wrinkles yeah. and and definitely yeah, fix some shit. Uh, getting off to a slow start definitely something you don't want to ever do. Just ask uh, Cheeto Vera about that. Um, but uh, dude, all in all, I, I am a big fan. I know both of us we're yeah. huge fans of what Josh Van can do. Um, representing Myanmar, which is you know I, I don't remember ever there ever being a Myanmar Myanmar knees. I don't know how, how that's not sure what the, the plural is, but yeah, get somebody on that. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't think there's any been any ever been a fighter from Myanmar. So that's, that's cool. Right. That, that opens up a new portal of, of possibilities. And um, yeah, I mean, dude, making your debut against Zalgas uh, and looking the way he did was, was so impressive. So a split, a unanimous, and then a finish. So he's, I mean, honestly just getting better. Yeah, he really is. And nothing, you can't, there's not much you can say negative about him, like you said. Like there's a couple things that he needs to clean up, but again, he's 22 years old. He's only going to get better, and a guy I can't wait to see get in there again. So that was UFC Vegas 84. Uh, pretty good card, all in all tie, right? I would say. Yeah, I not mean, bad. No, definitely. Ankalaev wins 50,000 for his performance of the night. Another Jim Miller getting 50,000. The Hulk getting 50,000, and Marcus McGee. Getting fifty thousand, I thought that yes, Mario sir. Bautista should have also gotten it, but they don't you know give him out for non finishes a lot, you know. Especially when Dane is there, you know, he's he's such a casual <laughs> that he doesn't. Know. I'm just kidding, but uh, so we a li- we before we get out of here, I did want to discuss our tour better BF because I was able to catch this fight, watch the walkouts, watched everything against Caleb Smith. He beat the dog shit out of him, man. And that it's rare that you watch a boxing uh, match and you're like, wow, that guy, I, I, I don't know. There's nothing that guy could have done to no. to change what was going to happen. It, it was 
I, I mean, really, like, from the second the fight started, the man walked across the ring and started putting it on Callum Smith. Callum Smith had never been dropped, right, before this? Nope. He had a loss. Who who did he lose to? It's did he lose to Canelo? Canelo. Yeah, yeah, he lost to Canelo. A uh, full, you know, 12-round decision. But Better BF, I think, dropped him, what, tw- two, three times? Uh, I, I think, tw- uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, I mean, the, the, he was standing there up against the ring, and the, they had uh, the corner stopped. That's right. Because they, they didn't, yeah, um, he didn't have the towel. McGregor? Yeah, it was. No. He didn't have, yeah, it was. He, yeah, he just stepped in. He just he walked in. No the towel, ring. just re- walked in. The ref- ref- <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, hold on, hold on. Hey, hey. The ref didn't even see him. I was yeah. like, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, it's so loud in there. He's probably going, yo. Yeah. Yo. Like, you have to just throw something at the ref. Just hit him with your <laughs> shoe or something. Go, yo. Yeah. We're done. We're done here. <laughs> So, We're done, donezo. Yeah, but, like you said, from the opening, from the rip, dude. Calum Smith first round, six of fifty-seven. That's not going to get it done. Archer no. better be have twenty of fifty-four, and he just uh, increased the output from there. Um, using the jab a lot, it's something that he's kind of went away from at, at points in his career. Uh, also, is is he on the sauce? What do you think? I mean, he's almost forty, and he looks like he's just you know a temple of a he's human. Really, almost forty? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, he might be, but he reminds me of every single Russian guy that I've ever seen. So I don't know if that's just how they're built or if they're all on the sauce. Because yeah. you know, Russia doesn't exactly have the most clean past with these athletes, and you know, I mean, they had yeah, a whole doping program that was all you know documentary Netflix stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure. I, I you know, unless there's a positive. I mean, there's rumors now that Islam tested positive and that they're just hiding it. That you know, did you see that? Yeah, I, I don't see yeah. how that could have happened, but uh, you know, uh, yeah, the yeah, MMA community or the fight community, excuse me, I almost threw up again. We'll, we'll almost you know create any sort of rumor or any sort of story off of uh, this stuff. He, lo- I mean, he looks like a killer. He really does. So I, I would not be shocked if there's some sort of nefarious stuff going on. And I think it's probably easier I mean, to get away out. with him boxing. But uh, hey, man, he looked like a killer. He absolutely just marked Callum Smith. You know, they had to step in, and then His Excellency declared that he wants Dimitri Evol and Better Biev to fight for the undisputed lightweight, light heavyweight world titles, and then move up and and wait and challenge Jai. Oh, jeez, I mean, why, why is that? You know what's crazy though? <laughs> How are these guys making the calls? They got. They must. Have, dude, they must I... be dropping bread, dude. Big time. Yeah, bread. Not, they don't even want um, a return on investment. No, they don't care. Like, here, like, here you go. They, they just want the word to be spread um, for people to come check out Riyadh's season. Me and you, we're good. We're good. We're going to stay okay. here. Got a TV. In our, in, <laughs> in our humble abodes. But uh, Jai Pattaya, very, very uh, quick riser from Australia. He won a couple um, um, gold medals in the Olympics, uh, World Junior Championships, I should say. And um, he just was on the day of reckoning card against Ellis Zorro. Uh, who I believe had an awesome knockout uh, in 2023, and then he just puts him out. It was the first round, too. So, uh, I mean, he also has a pretty good win over Myris, Myris Breedis. He won the cruiserweight belt over Breedis, who seemingly was ruling over the cruiserweight division for years. But, um, yeah, why not? Why not have you know one of them fight him? The Bivol better be a fight is, is going to be crazy. And I have to imagine it's next. I mean, there's just nothing else for these guys to do. Yeah. You know, nobody else really to fight. So, um Man, I, 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 I'll tell That's you, I, I haven't dude. seen e- either of those guys get backed up or pushed back or 
or anything. So I don't know who's going to win. I'm just going to, I guess, go with the younger guy. I guess I'm just going to go with Dimitri Bivol. After seeing him pretty much treat Canelo like a little a little child, yeah. um, I'm all about it. But, dude, Arter Betterbev, the real AB, he is um, – scary is not the word. I, I don't know if I have a word for how uh, menacing – his, his, how relentless he is when he when he steps in that when the, when that bell rings he's trying to kill you so um, him and him and Bivol yeah dude that's that's one of the top fights to make in boxing dude that is a fight that just like you get like you get the chills you're like dude yeah. that's like that that is what we watch this shit for like shit like that just those two fucking going to see who the best is it's it reminds me I mean not it's not on the same like it's not the same but in the sense of two like unstoppable forces of Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford, where it was like, dude, I like neither one of these guys have really been, you know, pushed or like, you know, put to pushed to the limit or backed up. Like it, it, you just don't know. And then the, the, they get in there and you find out there's only one way to find out who the best is. And uh, it's by getting them in, in the ring. I will say it's going to be hard for me to ever pick against Bivol after what he, like you said, what he did to Canelo made him look yeah. like a child. He walked him down. He was putting that jab in his face the entire time. Uh, I, I just, yeah, and the, the age factor of Better Biev being, you know, he's going to be 39 pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. 39 so or 40, yeah. He's going to turn 39 in a week. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I would probably pick B ball, but guess what, man? You know who really wins? All of us by watching that happen at five in the afternoon after Lil Baby. And uh, all sorts of people perform, uh, you know, in Riyadh. So, and before the better be a fight, um, <clears throat> a fellow named Christian Mbilly from Cameroon fought. Um, fuck was his name? Jack Murdoch? Forget no. Christian Murdoch? I forget his name. But um, not Trevor Mbilly, Murdoch, former WWE superstar, right? No, I don't think so. Okay, um, <laughs> maybe. But uh, Rohan Murdoch, that would not have guessed that was his goddamn name. He's from uh, England, I believe. Christian and Billy didn't knock him down, but he stopped him on his feet. Christian and Billy hits hard, man. He's, I think he's only 28, so he's also in that mix at light heavyweight. I don't want to see him fight one of these two, but definitely uh, somebody down the line, I think, to watch out for. Also, putting him in the co-main before those guys, I think, was very telling of what the promoters want to do. But we'll see, dude. His excellency will not be denied. So, um, yeah, also the better be, yeah, they, they did about, they peaked at about 800,000 on ESPN. That's not bad. That's not bad at all, especially. You know, it took place in uh, Quebec City, so a yeah. lot of people probably didn't even know it was even happening. And there was an NFL playoff game going on uh, right, yeah. you know, right before it. So yeah, it's hard. So to... good for good for him, man. I, I really can't wait for that fight. Yeah, I I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it was exciting. It's the kind of action fight that will get people like me who aren't really hardcore boxing, you know, fan into it. So I I loved it. I I can't wait to see. Him, him, fight Bivar. What he, what he does next? You know, like I better be as one of those guys where I'm like, oh, he's fighting. I'll turn the TV on. Any sort of guy from Eastern Europe, I'm like, whoa, all right, yeah. I'm in. Yeah, you know, especially if he's wearing boxing gloves. Um, was it was that Merzakhanov or what was that guy's name? That, uh, what was it? No, it's not Merzakhanov. What was the big motherfucker? The guy that, that just got lost. Out? Yeah. Um, damn, it was on the day of reckoning card. Yes. I I want to I want to find out just because. Uh, from uh, fuck, what was his name? I got it right here. It, his name is Mahmudov, Arslan Beck. Mahmudov, yeah. He got that fucking smoked, but... <laughs> so, Still, yeah. though, you know what he can do. Anytime the Russian is, is is getting in there to fight, I know that they're, they're, it's kill or be killed. So that's... Yeah, somebody's dying. Somebody is dying. Uh, uh, you know, 
figuratively, of course. Figuratively, yeah, allegedly, yeah. allegedly, we gotta say that, uh, you know. But that is the Shoulder Strikes MMA podcast brought to you by the Hot Take Hot Box. We will have another episode tomorrow. Or yeah, probably tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. On UFC yeah, yeah. two ninety seven, Sean Strickland, Driscus Duplessis, who we allegedly have settled their beef. They may or may not be friends. Not sure. We don't know. Who really cares? All we're here for is the fights, and I can't wait for them, man. As well. Sorry. I was, <laughs> I was, looking, I was just looking at the card. Uh, yeah, Neil Magny and Mike Malott as the feature bout. Eh, not great. Um, That's a Canadian but I do shit. love. Yeah, I, but I do love the Evloev Arnold Allen kicking off the main card. I love that a lot. Also, Garrett, uh, Garrett Arnfield, Brad Katona is kind of a sneaky under-the-radar radar fight. Uh, me and you are pretty big fans of Mr. Armfield, and we don't yeah. like Brad Katona. So I think uh, I think I know where we're going to go with this fight. But wow. uh, Charles Rodan is back. Jillian Robertson, Pollyanna Viana. Ooh, um, Johan Liness and Sam Patterson. Man, who's who's getting fraud checked in that fight? Well, they both stink. Yeah, that's the thing. Like they both stink. I, I'm probably going to fade. Give me Johan. After what I saw happen <laughs> to Sam Patterson, I don't think I could ever bet him after that. Uh, no, dude. Or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that, that was, game was. That yeah, was. Yeah, you know Ashmus. Yeah, the um, Red Fox. Oh my God, that's right, dude. That guy was like having a seizure. <laughs> that was crazy. Remember, he, he he was trying to wrestle uh, whoever it was for like um, ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, it was like, Mark bro. Goddard. Yeah, it was like, dude. Yeah, Mark, enough. Enough, not, please. Not the guy I would want to. I would want to wrestle. Right, wasn't but, it? Yeah, it was, um, uh, yeah. It was Mark Goddard was in there, and he was like, "Dude, yeah." Mark Goddard. Mark Goddard had fucking yeah, double so. underhooks on him. He's like, "Yo, yo." <laughs> he thought it was McGregor. He's yeah. like, "I'll fuck you up like I fucked Sam up McGregor, Patterson's buddy." Like, Dude, yeah. <laughs> Jazz, Jasmine, J, JSP's getting in there. Jasmine, <laughs> GSP. Another JSP. <laughs> Priscilla Cachuera, oh. though, that's a nice little fight. Also, sneaky, uh, sneaky player. I would never bet on him, but Malcolm Gordon money line, lock it in. Wow. Yeah, I got yeah. Jimmy Flick. Yeah, I'll fade Jimmy Flick. I mean, somebody's going to win, right? Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to my dog. We'll get out of here on that note. My dog's barking <laughs> in the background. So, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt McSweeney. I'm Ty Capone. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, please make sure to, you know, just turn the light off when you leave the room. Let's not waste electricity yeah. here. Shut the door.